Hey guys, welcome back to What's Up Grimes. My name is Jen and I'm sitting here with my amazing co-host MK as usual. Hello kitties. And I am sitting here with our guest. This is Ashley. I've been following Ashley for a while. She's a model and she identifies as a cyborg in London from what I remember. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Originally from Orlando, Florida, but um, yeah, I'm a cyborg in London. And I like to say I'm like, American cyborg in London, like American werewolf in London. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to get to know Ashley a little bit later and talk a little bit about our favorite spooky kinds of things. But first, I just want to acknowledge the soundtrack that you're hearing tonight. All of our soundtracks come from the amazing Romer. However, this one's extra special. He made a spooky one for us. So that's what you're hearing. And I will tag him, obviously, in this YouTube video like I normally do. But Ashley, to get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? and how you ended up in modeling. Yeah, of course. Um, so, oh gosh, do I start from the beginning? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a good I, place to I, start. Um, <laughs> I'm currently a, an American living in London. Um, I was born missing the lower half of my right arm, so I'm a congenital amputee. Um, and I grew up in Florida uh, and basically grew up horseback riding and dancing uh like basically performing um my whole life and then when i graduated high school i started working at universal studios as a performer um and that kind of like started my love for like acting and modeling Uh, i just thought it was really cool to kind of put myself out there um because to me it seemed like something that someone like me has never done before um and i kind of wanted to be like that trailblazer of a person um to make sure that like the kids who look like me in the future uh, at the time and the kids now even uh to make sure that they can see themselves and everyone so that's basically kind of what drives my modeling career um i got married to my husband who uh, is british uh english <laughs> and um i moved here in 2018 at the end of the year um but that was my last year at Universal, and when I got here, I decided I kind of wanted to get into more modeling, more acting, get into like mainstream media uh, and everything. And so I signed with my agency, Zebedee Talent, who represents people uh, with disabilities, visible and non-visible disabilities, uh, to be in the modeling industry. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just kind of taken off. I, I have a three-year-old as well. <laughs> she was born like shortly after I moved here. Um, and then I kind of just went straight into work. So I've, I've done a few like campaigns um, for a lot of the clothing stores here. Uh, I've done a lot of really random advertisements. <laughs> um, I'd like to say I'm like e-commerce queen because I'm always like doing e-commerce stuff. But for me, any like type of representation is good representation. Um, and I, I love to do it. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, so so many questions based off that, but I want to start with Halloween um, Horror Nights at Universal because that's one of my favorite things to go to. So tell us a little bit about yes. what you did there. Yes, yeah, that was my question, sure. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Halloween Horror Nights. So I started working there in 2013. Basically, my mom had been going to Halloween Horror Nights since I think like like Fright Nights, back when it was Fright Nights in like yeah. 1998 or something I could be completely wrong on the years uh, but she started going ages ago because she's an Orlando native 
and she um she would go every year and my I have a twin sister and we would like beg her to go <laughs> my mom was always like no it's too scary you're gonna be scared um when like when you turn I think 11 she was like then I will let you go because you're like almost a teenager kind of thing and so the first year that I went was when I was 11 in 2006 and it was um like the sweet 16 year with all the icons uh you like Jack the storyteller the director um I, I feel like that year was like so special to me because the first house that I went into was psychotherapy which was Jack's main house I don't know why my mom decided to take us to like the scariest house <laughs> the scariest <laughs> first one um but I just remember coming out uh screaming um and just like so excited I was like this is terrifying but I love it and it ended up being like a family affair that my my mom my cousin um my I grew up on a farm and my mom's a horse trainer which kind of ties into like there's a lot of people who were at my house my entire life like never alone but basically a ton of our clients would like come with us um and then in 2013 when my twin sister and I were 18 my mom like she she told us we didn't audition because I was a dancer I'm like oh like what audition uh she's like I signed you up um to audition for Halloween Horror Nights this year and my sister and I, it was like our dream, our whole lives. We just Aww. freaked out. We were like so excited. Um, although I knew why she did it. She wanted the free tickets, you know. But <laughs> still, it hey, like, it comes with perks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and then and then we ended up getting it the first year, which was cool. Um, I was in The Walking Dead on the street in 2013. Like most um, scare actors, we were all the walking dead that year <laughs> um and then i was kind of like typecast as a walker from the walking dead um from 2013 until 2016 it's like i don't know i just they were like a one-armed zombie is like the thing that we need for some reason <laughs> um which was like slightly frustrating because i felt like i had more yeah. to offer them but i also yeah. um got to do some pretty cool stuff like i did all of the uh, promotional photo shoots with Greg Nicotero um, and a lot of the cast actually, uh, Daryl and um, what's this? Oh my gosh. Uh, who plays the dad? Andrew Grimes? Not- Grimes? I, I know the Isn't last his name Grimes? Grimes. Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it Grimes? <laughs> yeah. Because when you Google that, he comes up and you're like, all the time. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, who's the kid? Oh, Chandler Riggs. Um, Carl? So I've done like some pretty cool photo shoots have been on some like billboards and stuff and done like uh yeah some really cool walking dead stuff but then um they finally moved me into the street in 2017 uh into festival of the deadliest and then i was a broken ballerina doll for chucky in 2018 and then oh that's here. cool <laughs> yeah fascinating i I love going to Halloween Horror Nights. Like the the houses themselves. Okay, I'm not. I love scary stuff, but I like to watch it from a distance because mm. <laughs> haunted houses yeah. aren't really my thing because they're so scary. But Halloween Horror Nights is a totally different experience, and that actually brings me to talking about um, how you must feel typecasted quite often based on having a, a difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess like. I think times are definitely changing 
it was really hard uh, when I first started out. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I was very excited to be in The Walking Dead. I was really excited to be a part of Halloween Horror Nights. So, like, the first time I was like, this is great. And then the second year, um, when I found out I was in The Walking Dead, I was like, you know, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then the third year, yeah, it was when I was kind of, like, frustrated. It was like, um, you know, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do this again, but for me um and like as a person with a difference I'm sometimes you can't like you don't have to but I very much was like I'm gonna take what I'm given because I feel extremely like lucky to be here um and that was like my my attitude for it um and then the fourth year uh, or fifth year I don't know 2016 um I declared it as my final year uh which was great because they didn't have it the next year. <laughs> and then I got Scare Actor of the Year for the entire event, um, which was quite cool. Uh, and so, yeah, like, I mean, that was that was frustrating. And I think now um, going into like the acting and modeling business, it kind of comes into tokenism, like not, mm. not necessarily like typecast exactly, but they, they want to hire someone with a visible disability and like to have a limb di- an upper limb difference like versus a lower limb difference they know that i'm i, w- I don't want to say like more able-bodied but in like if yeah in perspective i kind of i kind of am so it's like the easier disability to like see yeah um and so people are that yeah people are always just like okay we have everyone and one physically disabled person um and yeah and that's sometimes only me um i have this really terrible experience from when I first started modeling. It was like me, um, it was like a group of women for a Mother's Day campaign and for a really high-end brand. Um, and so they had us like, uh, basically we were just there for two days, me and this girl with a hijab. And we were, we were there for two days, dressed, makeup, hair, everything. Um, and everyone was doing like individual social media shoots, uh, individual shoots for the like actual piece of clothing that they were wearing um and then we just like weren't on the schedule and we were just like well, you know like what's going on <laughs> um obviously it's mother's day so we were both like away from our kids all day uh, uh to not to just go home and like not be used um and then we like finally basically like mustered up the courage to go ask the guy you know, like when we were gonna go on for our individual shoots and stuff. And he was like, oh, if it's not on the schedule, don't worry about it. And we we're like, ah, interesting. Um, but they had us use, um, obviously they had us in like the big group shot at the end. So they just wanted to have us to have us. <laughs> and that's kind of like, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the problem that I think we run into now more than anything. Yeah, and that's kind of like across the board. It's kind of brutal like that sometimes. You'll like show up, put all this time and effort into something, and then it goes sometimes nowhere. And then you don't hear about it too. Like, it's just, that's the nature of showbiz. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it like sucks because you it is the nature of it, but it's like hard to know as a person with a like disability or like physical difference. Um, if it's because of that or yeah. if it's just right. because of showbiz and like they won't exclusively tell you but sometimes you can kind of like put the pieces together <laughs> yeah I mean they can't they obviously can't say that but you know yeah. 
that's that's crummy. <laughs> it's crummy. And one of the ways, actually the way that I found Ashley was because of the epic cyborg look. So the reason so I found cool. her was because you had posted, it was a player of games video at the time. I remember it really well. And um, you were going through like different scenes in the TikTok. And I was like, this is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) It looked so cool. And so when did you start using that almost to your advantage, the cyborg, um, you know, name that you give yourself? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love it because the, well, I first got the arm in 2016 um, and that is the first prosthetic that I've ever basically like used in my life when I was a kid. Um, I had a prosthetic arm and it was just like, I just threw it in the toy box. Cause mm. if you've been to Florida, you know, it's hot, like disgustingly mm. hot. <laughs> um, and I just like never, yeah, used it. I just would throw it in the toy box, uh, forget about it. And then my parents were always like trying to, uh, encourage me to wear it. But as a kid, who's like trying to figure out, um, how to do stuff in general with one arm and like how to navigate socially with people around a limb difference. I was like, not ready to throw an extra layer <laughs> on that. Yeah. Um, and so I just like, yeah, I went without it for many years. And then in 2016, my dad um, was at uh, his doctor to get like a brace for his foot um, or something. And then he was like, his doctor was like telling him, telling him about all these cool robotic hands and stuff. Um, uh, he's like, yeah, I think they're so amazing, but I don't have like any clients or anything who are missing limbs. And my dad was like, do you want one? <laughs> he was like, you do now <laughs> uh, if you want one. So we kind of went like into the process of, of getting one. Um, and I, I started out getting it like matte black because I like, yeah, I mean, we had the option to get skin color, but I'm like, if I'm going to have a bionic hand. I'm oh, yeah. gonna have like a bionic hand, you know. <laughs> Go all out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not having anything that looks like flesh. Um, and so, um, I at first had it like, uh, sorry, paint like painted with car paint, and I, it was silver and titanium silver. And then um, I worked with Mardi Gras at Universal Studios, and my costume had a gold chest plate. I was like, well, we have to go with gold now. <laughs> oh, so that's we, cool. Yeah, we, we changed it into gold. And like, what's really cool about the hand, I, I kind of work with hand companies and stuff, and I've been represented by them in the past. Um, and so I think it's just amazing to tell people about the technology because people don't really know about it. They either think that it's like super strength, I'm going to punch through a wall type of thing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I can't do for the record. Um, or, or like, you know, or they think, well, they don't know that that technology exists. So to be the person that tells people and like change the conversation, um, I just, I just love it. I think being a cyborg is pretty darn cool. (laughs) It is. Um, And you make it look cool. You make it look very cool. And that video, I watched that recently, the TikTok that Jen was just referencing, but also the videos where you touch on motherhood and the the challenges with that too was very moving to me because in general right as your child grows there's gonna be challenges no matter what but you did her hair I watched that video where you did her hair and (laughs) it was amazing I can't even do my (laughs) and the braiding (laughs) oh thank you well I actually surprisingly have had a lot of practice 
um, braiding horsetails in my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God. But like to have a child that moves around is is actually quite <laughs> difficult. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm so glad that you have fully embraced it because again, to me, it came across as very cool, like very uh, branded for you. And I I loved how you made it work for you. And that's obviously why I'm now obsessed with your page. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and transition us onto a little bit of the Grimes stuff. How did you become a Grimes fan initially? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, to be honest i moved over here to the, i've only been a grimes fan since like 2018 so like really not that long but i moved here Longer than me. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> well my my husband actually showed it to me first he showed me um uh gosh what what album did he show me i think this misanthropocene and he like he like played it for me and i was like hey eh, you know like at the at first because i wasn't really listening to it um, and you know, sometimes when people show you music, you're like, great. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's... <laughs> um, but then I, we really started playing it in the house and like, my husband is really into tech. So we've got these crazy, like, I mean, it's very on brand for us to be a tech family uh, when we have all these limbs and stuff. But um, we have like all these crazy speakers and stuff. And like, I would just sit there and start listening. Um, to the whole album like start to finish and I just it just like moved me um and then I started I think the first thing that I looked at was this like very random Grimes documentary I don't know if you, you've probably seen it but it's like when she was in college and then just like the start of her life and just the way that she like talks and she's so interesting to listen to you um I think she's fabulous and we're both Pisces so like, <laughs> our birthdays are a day apart. Um, but I just, yeah, she's just amazing, and she, she doesn't go with the normal, which I think is what I really like love about her. Um, and obviously, all the like, all of her like almost cyberpunk um, stuff, and like just thinking about the future and AI and everything. It's just like, I'm like wow, those those are the vibes I want to go with, you know. <laughs> Yeah. She's so cool. That yeah, documentary, um, she was tap dancing, right? Like with the yeah. clogs in the hallway. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Very random. It's called yeah. Human Heart. And she talks yeah, about right. uh, wanting to go to space. And it's like so much foreshadowing in that daggum documentary. I'm like, yes. wow. Like <laughs> she stayed very consistent from the time that was made. I agree. I think it's one of her most endearing pieces, Ashley. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, even um, after after I had my child, I kind of, like, got into our angels quite a lot. And I would, like, I feel like, I don't know, in the winter here, it's really depressing. <laughs> I, like, I would try and go out for a run in the day to get my mind off the fact that the sun sets at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and it just, like, all the songs, like, uplifted me. And there was this one day where it's, it was, like, so cold for weeks and so cloudy and it was just one day where it was like completely sunny I wasn't wearing an actual like coat and I was out on a run and um I just like to the whole album front to back I just ran for my life and I, I like I don't know if it was like the pairing of um like the adrenaline and like listening to it but I feel like I'm forever bonded with that entire album <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you and me like, both 
yeah it's just the most amazing feeling so i'm just like psyched for anything that she puts out just love it <laughs> yeah that's my a- favorite album yeah definitely <laughs> do you have a favorite song um from the album Ooh. uh i don't know it's all good i think right at the moment uh butterfly is one of my my daughter's favorite song and so Aww. i feel like i can never get enough of butterfly like every every time i'll just listen to it right right oh my gosh it, th- that album is the album i can play around my kids because yeah, honestly exactly. even if she is saying bad words you can't it's yeah, not decipherable know. so <laughs> exactly i don't know if you saw i have um I, I posted it on my my twitter not on instagram but my daughter um loves player of games and the music video um and she came out in one of her princess dresses and my like wig that is white and purple um and she was like going around with a pencil, like trying to fight me with the player of games. She's like, turn on the fighter song. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, she, she thinks she's grime. We listen to her so much, but. Good. I wish somebody had introduced me to Grimes at three. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'd be a more well-adjusted person, I like to think, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about going back to your day-to-day since you've integrated Grimes so much into, I mean, how I found you for the most part. And I know that, you know, you have your career, you're also taking care of of your kiddo. What does it look like on a day-to-day basis for you? Um, At the moment. So, like, with us, we're very freelance, so we just get, like, jobs here and there. So it depends on the day. Uh, but, like, on a normal day like today, I'm... Yeah, we would just wake up. Uh, I I do all of the breakfast and the and the getting ready. And I mean, sometimes I think the thing we do the most in our house is dance parties. Um, hmm. As a dancer, and like all the crazy speakers we have in the house, it's like almost a shame not to. So we always have like <laughs> we always have like some sort of dance party that's like on a theme. Like we've been on a Mamma Mia uh, Abba kick for like a week now. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so like we'll we'll hop around. Um, I'm also a Black Bear fan as well. So uh, Alara will be like, "Mommy, can we play Blackberry?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> sure." <laughs> um, so we'll 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 like pick an artist and like really like go for it for like a week. Um, have a little dance party, uh, and then yeah, off to nursery. Take her to nursery, and then um, I spend the time when she's in nursery, which is like from noon till six. Um, just kind of exercising. Um, I don't know, like self care kind of stuff. I have a really great friend who's my neighbor here, and we actually have dance workouts downstairs. Uh, <laughs> or just like, like kind fun. of shopping. So I live next to the mall, so it's. Yeah, and then I go pick her up at six and cook dinner and um, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like a basic day. We go to the playground as well, um, hang out with friends, but on a work day, um, depending on what I'm doing, if I am working, usually it's a really early call time. Um, luckily here we can, we have access to everything. So like trains, Ubers, everything. Um, yeah, go to set, hair, makeup. Uh, get dressed, get ready, and I'm like, shoot for the day. Um, but yeah, I guess it depends on the project, really, of what we do. <laughs> yes. Are you liking London versus 
the U.S.? Or what are the biggest differences that you've noticed? I actually love London. I feel like when I think of the U.S., um, where I'm from, I, I worked in Orlando, but um, I lived like in a rural town uh, in, of East, in like Southeast Orlando. Um, I just feel like that I like it's my home with my family, my horses, my cat mm. um, and Universal, of course. But like London is like going to Disneyland for the first time every day. I feel like, like all the jobs that I've done have taken me to the most random places that I wouldn't have gone to um, if I didn't like have a job there. And I always step off the train anywhere in central London. And it's just like, for me, I, I feel like I'm a kid at Disney because I just, I love people. Um, and I just love, yeah, I'm like a people watcher, but I, I don't know. It's such a magical city full of opportunities. Um, and I just feel like really grateful to be here. I love I love London so much. There's a there's a lot of like differences that I don't think I thought about before, um, but it is like quite easy I think for me um, coming over here because the language is kind of the same. So I mean it's like yeah. the same. There's there's a bit of different things where I just it, you can't ever talk to me on the phone um, because I don't understand people with <laughs> their accents. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like I'm so sorry, but you're gonna need to say this like four more times before again. But you have an accent. It's a unique, like, American-British hybrid. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, interesting. Well, my family always says uh, that I do have an accent when I go home and then I come here before. Well, no one ever thinks I'm American here. They always think I'm um, either from, like, a very neutral country. The Netherlands, I get a lot. Uh, or people will say, they're like, are you, are you Irish or Scottish? I'm like, no, I'm like not, not at all. <laughs> but then I went home to my hometown for Christmas last year. And the guy at the like bait store on the corner that only takes cash, you know, he was like, you're not from around here. I was like, no, I grew up down the street. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> This is jumping around a, a little bit, but I was just thinking about your projects and, and one of the shoots that I like the most, and I can't identify which one it would be on your Instagram page, but you have some very body positive shoots where you're clearly not edited. And I love that, especially as a mama, because you, you have a gorgeous body in general, not a creepy way, okay? <laughs> but I love those shoots where you, they've like left in normal body things. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I am not the person to ever edit any of my pictures. I don't know. It's kind of like I am who I am. I've spent such a long time uh, hating myself as a kid growing up. I feel like now, I mean, like in general, having a limb difference, I was like, if people aren't going to love me for this, then I'm like, they don't really need to be in my life ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so like for me, Showing a limb difference is great, be body positive, but like even as a mom, my body's obviously like changed a lot, but I don't think it's something that we need to be like afraid of because we're just growing. And I, I you know, like growing as people are like growing up, you're not gonna stay like 16 forever in your 16 to 18 year old body. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely embrace it. Like there's nothing, I just hate like going to pages and seeing everyone that's like, no, I mean, people are thin in general, but you can the obviously edited photos. It's almost like, I don't know, 
I, it just irks me. <laughs> like, I'll yeah. use the occasional, like, face filter for fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I try and not, not edit any body parts or anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was impressive, especially coming from a, a modeling standpoint. So I just wanted to touch on that. I hope you guys feel like you have a little bit better grasp on who Ashley is. You definitely should follow her social media pages. We're going to move on a little bit and transition because this is our Halloween episode. And so we got to talk about some spooky stuff. So MK, bless your soul. You're a little sick today. You got the cough mm. going on, right? I do. You can't hear it, right? Nope. <laughs> I'm muting. <laughs> She's muting herself to cough, folks. Very impressive. But you're here. Yeah as much as you yeah. don't feel very very good but let's talk a little bit about halloween shall we uh sounds good i'm always game for that one of the best holidays right i wanted to start off before we even talk about spooky stuff like what are y'all's halloween traditions with your families what do you do ashley what do you guys do um well sadly uh in the uk it's not a big holiday here <laughs> and like as an american living here uh it's kind of depressing <laughs> Uh, but I actually started last year because I moved here obviously and the pandemic happened like almost immediately after um, and so for like two years we never did anything and last year I was finally like all right our neighborhood we're having a Halloween party and I'm setting up trick or treat mat because my child is not going to be growing up <laughs> without um, without like a Halloween celebration. It is the best holiday with like no expectations except for eat candy and have fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we decorate our house a little bit. Uh, we do some crafts and then I hosted the party last year and I'm hosting it this year next weekend um, to just have some like music um, and yeah, uh, to like tie Grimes into this. Last year I played her um, playlist that was dedicated to Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which is pretty dope. I love the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was like, we we just have a little party and go trick-or-treating. That's kind of our, our thing. MK, what do you do with your boys? Oh boy. I mean, like, you know, pandemic times, we didn't really get the chance to do it, but we typically, you know, would go trick-or-treating. But in California, where I lived previously, it's very rare to find like a good neighborhood, like the Hollywood people, you know, there's, they have all their stuff decked out, but most normal neighborhoods don't trick or treat. Everyone's lights are off and it's really weird. Um, but I'm so glad to be back on the East coast because it's like every day something is happening. We've already gone to like a farm, picking out a pumpkin. We've gone through one other pumpkin already. You gotta wait, you gotta wait to carve it. We kind of got a little excited, uh, but, we got our costumes. Uh, my older son is going to be um, a kid getting abducted by an alien. I'll have to share. Um, and then the younger boy is going to be Jack Skellington. So we're super excited. We're going all out this year um, and, you know, forming new traditions. So it's going to be a blast. Wait, I'm you, the, Jen? I was going to say, I'm like the boring one here. Like, okay, so growing up, and I don't know why this is. Okay, so growing up, my family would make tacos on Halloween night. What? That's awesome. <laughs> but like, why? Like, why tacos? But that was like always the thing. Well, like Dios de los Muertos is like the next day, right? So it's kind of true. But these are like American tacos. They're like <laughs> offensive, right? They're Ortega. Like, they're, yeah, Ortega. <laughs> There's like no spice in it, whatever. That was like the thing growing up. 
now that I'm a grown adult lady who does not have kiddos like these two, usually I go to like friends Halloween parties or I host them myself, except for this year where I'm going to stay home and I'm going to be the person handing out candy because I'm tired and I'm going to turn off the porch light at 930. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's that's going to be fun. I mean, handing out candy is also fun. Super fun. I love seeing all the little kitties costumes. So, you know, that's the Halloween traditions. Yeah. Did I tell you guys I'm from Salem, Massachusetts? <laughs> no. no so growing up there was a whole wild thing. I mean, Halloween starts in August and the tourists just keep coming and there's no parking and it's crazy and there's events every day. And it's it's coming back to New England has been like, oh my God, I remember all of this and how fun it was. And I get to give that same thing to my children. So it's been like a full circle kind of moment for me to be back question because i've been watching vloggers go to salem recently yeah what's worth going to and what's a tourist trap Ooh, i mean there's so much out there now that's new that wasn't there when i lived there but i mean obviously the witch museum um house of seven gables where i worked and i did a similar thing where i would dress up like a character and they'd walk through a room and i'd be like you know um it'd be real fun to do that um the cool thing about living in Salem is it like every spring, I don't know if they still do this, but uh, residents of Salem get to to ride like and do all of the tourist things for 25 cents. I remember oh, that's, that sounds perfect. like I'm super old because that's probably not a thing anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was fun growing up there. And, you know, the school mascot was witches. You know, it the police cars have witches flying on brooms. In hindsight, it's very cool, but growing up there, it felt normal, you know. Okay, well, that's super fascinating. <laughs> like, that, like, <laughs> led us straight into what we were going to talk about. So when I reached out to Ashley and I was like, hey, please be on our podcast because you're cool. And we were scheduling and I was like, wow, the next few weeks, like, coming up, our Halloween episode's coming up. And I was like, please be on the Halloween episode. And then you mentioned you were at Halloween Horror Nights. And I was like, sweet. This feels okay with her. But part of what we decided to discuss was, hey. What's your favorite spooky stuff? What's your favorite spooky stories? Anything that just felt very on theme. So let's talk about what we compiled or what we wanted to discuss. MK, you're doing okay as far as you're like coughing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so I'm like very zen, trying to focus, <laughs> so, trying to laugh and not cough at the same time. It's challenging. So MK and I talked earlier today because she was ill. And she was like, well, I got like a 30 second story that I probably can get through. So do you want to go first? Sure. I mean, I'll try to, I want to, you know, build the scene for it, but I also don't want to be hacking through it. So let me, uh, okay. So every good story starts with, I, this is about a friend, right? This didn't happen to me. This is about a friend. Um, I have a friend that uh, was was new to a neighborhood and babysitting uh, two children across the street from where she moved. And uh, the mom was gone, obviously. They were just hanging out. She hears a knock on the door. She opens the door and there's an elderly woman smoking a cigarette saying, oh, I'm here to see my grandbabies. Can I come in and see them? And of course she goes, oh, of course, yeah, come in. Go, They're right upstairs, go ahead. Um, and a little bit of time goes past and the mom calls. And uh, the babysitter, my friend, is saying, oh, everything's good. Grandma's here playing with the kids. There's a long pause 
and silence. Their grandmother's dead. Who is, you're saying there's a stranger in my house? And then she hears one of the kids scream. Ooh. So the babysitter drops the phone, runs upstairs. Now they have one of those houses where you can go like leave the house from the second floor. So she runs upstairs and the woman has already gone. But the kids are saying she tried to take us. She tried to get us to leave with her. And she was not their grandmother. So she goes outside to look around the house and sees in the bushes uh, 20 to 30 cigarette butts. That's the end of the story. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) Ashley, have you ever had anything spooky or weird happen to you? Um, definitely. Well, so like personally, um, my grandfather, uh, after he passed away, has like come to see me in dreams many times. Um, and I just feel like I've always been like weirdly connected to him. I guess this is not like spooky, but, um, I don't know. You can imagine that, uh, seeing people are like communicating with people who have already passed away is like kind of creepy, I suppose. Um, yeah. But yeah, he like he like sent me a warning in my sleep. You know, like sleep paralysis, where you just like you're like laying there, you can't move, you're just like staring. Um, that happened to me, and he was like he was like shaking my shoulders. Um, and like without getting into too much detail, he told me to warn someone about another person. Um, and that's all he was saying. It was just like that, like over and over and over again, shaking me. He's like, you need to warn so-and-so about so-and-so. Um, and I just, like, remember, like, screaming. Cause I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I think it was, like, 16. Um, and I actually ended up, like, I mean, I was crying. Um, and I ended up telling the person whom he had told me. Uh, and, yeah, just warned them about the person that he was telling me about. And it ended up, um, they found out that that person was, like, stealing money from them. Uh, without them knowing for uh, like drugs um but they would have never found out if i if that like interesting event like didn't happen to me it was just very it was very weird and then he just always like, wow. comes comes back like the um the my, basically he was really great friends with my first horse uh pepper <laughs> and then i got a new horse who i didn't really like but he was like best buddies with my first horse and um, I had gotten like flipped over on top of by my newer horse. And I like walked into my room and there was just a picture of him and my first horse Pepper on the ground uh, that had been in my closet. Um, And no one was in my room like from that time. And he just like communicates me with like with me in random ways. And the last time that I saw him, he like came to me in a dream uh, and he looked like he was like, 10 years younger, like before he had cancer and everything. And he was like, I'm doing really well. Like, tell your mom that I'm doing really well. And then he just, I'm not like heard from him since. And so like, wow. it was like his weird, like goodbye, like goodbye message, um, which was really cool. And I like told my mom and my twin sister uh, in the kitchen, we all just cried. And I was like, I think this is the last time like he's gonna say anything because it was like such a beautiful dream so it was, it was very weird oh my but, God. but I'm, i feel like really like happy to have yeah. those experiences <laughs> wow were you close with him 
prior to his passing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I felt like he was, he was kind of like the one, uh, like family member. I mean, my parents were great, but he was like that one family member who like put his time and effort into like making sure that I loved myself, like in the end. And like, he was just always there for me. You know, he came to every competition, dance, horseback riding. He was just like there for literally everything. So yeah. Definitely close. <laughs> Man, oh. kids need that person. And I feel like they need that person outside of parents, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I need somebody else. Go over there. <laughs> Mom needs a break. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> or there's just stuff that kids are not going to talk about with their parents that you just yeah. hope they have that another, uh, another very stable adult in their life to go to and yeah. talk to things about. But I don't have anything like that. That one was cool. That was amazing. <laughs> was so I mean... Great. I've always wanted like something like a warmth to come through from the other side. I had a dream about my grandmother on my 18th birthday. I never met her. She died the same year I was born. And my mom always thought like I was her reincarnated. Um, and she, and on my, I think my 18th birthday, you know, I had a dream where she was wearing one of her fur coats. Like my mom had all the furs and <laughs> she was wearing one of them and had a balloon and she didn't say anything. Wow. But I never had met her. That's that's the only kind of paranormal experience I guess I've had. But yeah. what I about mean, you, Jen? Cool. You've never seen a ghost or thought no. you've I don't have these cool things. So the stuff <laughs> that I have to share is like not nearly as cool. I was just gonna say, like, hey, I'm like obsessed with like ghost hunting experiences, even though I have nothing to share out of it. But I really wanted to share about I think the coolest one. You can go on a ghost tour of the Queen Mary, which is a ship that's mm-hmm. at dock out in California. Have you been? Have either of you ladies been? Uh, no. I've not been, but I almost went. I know of it. I've like been mm-hmm. around it. <laughs> I watched cat. the Jack Osborne one. Have you, do you guys follow his? He has like 10, 15 different paranormal shows. He sounds so um, familiar. I think I, I can't watch those shows because they look so fake. But I'm like, I yeah. just, it's, I'm, I can't get into it. But if you ever have a chance to go on the Queen Mary ghost tour, you definitely should because it's super creepy and really well done. And it's the best ghost tour I've ever been on. Besides there's one in Williamsburg, Virginia, that's like epically good because they do it in very much the historic period, 10 out of 10. But I've never had any experiences like you guys, sad. Have you ever had like, have either of you ever ever downloaded like a ghost tube where you can like, do, I don't know, like talk to ghosts on on an app or something. I didn't know this was a thing. Not that. No, no. I thought I've listened to just spooky podcasts. You know, uh, my favorite is Rain Wilson's. He he like pretends to be this like uh, DJ, like this old school DJ where he uh, people write in stories and he's like kind of like the crypt keeper host. I think it's called Video Rental. I'll have to look it up, but it's a really good podcast. But no, I've never tried to talk to a ghost through an app. <laughs> How's it gone, Ashley? <laughs> okay, well, I think it's just called Ghost Team, and I downloaded it because I saw it on TikTok. And um, I've like done like I don't know. You just don't know if it's real. I've used it without Wi-Fi, and it still like comes up with some random stuff. Um, but apparently, there's someone by the name of Steve living in my house. So. What's up, Steve? I know. Shout out to Steve. So there we go. <laughs> Have you ever listened to Lore? Either one of you, the podcast Lore. Mm. That sounds familiar. Oh, 
but no. Okay, it's such a good one. Because talk about spooky podcasts. That one's really well done. That's like the only spooky one that I listen to, though. But I'm really into spooky TV series. And Mike Flanagan has had like multiple hit Mm -hmm. series. And I watch them every year. He started with The Haunting of Hill House. And then it went to The Mm -hmm. Haunting of Bly Manor, which I'm rewatching now. And then it went to Midnight Mass, right? Mm -hmm. And then now we're at The Midnight Club. Yeah, I already watched it. Oh, same. So, MK, you've seen them all. Ashley, have you seen any of these? I have seen um, Midnight Mass and uh, The Haunting of Hill House, uh, but that's it. What did you think about them? I really loved The Haunting of Hill House. Um, yeah, that was creepy. I lo- like I can't watch like the breaking bones and stuff. So I'm always like, <laughs> um, but I don't know the what's the, the Midnight Mass. It just seemed a bit like too repetitive. For me, like, I was like, all right, I understand, like, the message. And it, I love, yeah. I mean, it was okay. I liked the, like, it was the vampire one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I liked the, like, vampire. I liked how they're actually, like, um, doing something with vampires, if that makes sense. Because I feel like it's been a long time, somehow. <laughs> and it was yeah. really well done. MK, what's the best one? What's the worst one? Uh, out of all of his? Out of those this, this four? This Um... Hmm, that's tough. I liked Midnight Mass. I'd want to talk about it more, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone because the ending, like that, I would talk about that, but I don't want to talk about that. It's fantastic. I, I liked it. Um, but I also, I think my favorite is Midnight Club just because I have every single pretty much Christopher Pike book, um, Fear Street books, Marl mm. Stein. Like I still read those. I read the ones that are appropriate with my kids. Um, we just love the, that genre. You know, I, I will always be in the grown adult lady, young adult reading. <laughs> Goosebumps was the bomb as a series. Totally. I read all those as a kid. I'm actually surprised to hear you say that Midnight Club's your favorite because I think that that's the weakest, in my opinion. There's like yeah. 50 billion storylines. Half of it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Like the first two episodes, I almost gave up because I was like, I don't, none of this is like feels real. But Midnight Mass has been felt the same. Yeah, it like I I can't none of it, and you like see I won't. I, it's hard to not give away stuff. You see a lot of stuff coming. You're like, yeah, I know who that. Oh about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I think yeah. But the the strongest ones in my opinion are the the Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass to me. Those two were like really well done to me. Well, Bly Manor I think may be my second just because it's the turning of the shrew, and I oh, love yeah. that story. Um, but, and it's very well done. That one's very like unbelievably amazing. Um, it's hard to, like, I want to rewatch it, but it's so emotional. (laughs) It's so emotional. It takes a lot out of you, but I, I totally get what you're saying about midnight club. I kind of have blinders with it because each story they tell is a Christopher Pike book. Yeah. I haven't read those. So I think that makes the difference. Yeah. And the stories are really cool. I just found myself by like episode four being like, where is this going? It's not bad. It's just hard to follow. But actually, MK, I'm glad you brought up Turning of the Shrew because screw. Because that reminds me of my favorite short story that's spooky. Ladies, have you read The Yellow Wallpaper? No. Is that that feminist book? Yes. Okay. You I read girl. that eons ago. Okay. So there's movies that are out that don't have good ratings and i get why but the yellow wallpaper i read first in high school it was an 1892 book it was a feminist piece 
about someone who's slowly going insane due to what's likely postpartum depression, but her husband, who's a doctor, doesn't see it. And instead, it's very patronizing, and she's forced to just kind of lay in bed and stare at the wallpaper until she goes insane. And at the very end, the wallpaper kind of takes over, and you're left with your own decision about like what happened to her and what happened because her husband comes in and like faints and has this like meltdown over it. Long story short, you can find the PDF online. It's like six pages. Read the yellow wallpaper. Yeah, I love. I mean, that kind of ties to like feminist gothic novels like Mary Shelley. Uh, I mean, way ahead of her time, you know, merging horror with science fiction. Probably that might have been the first time I could be wrong. But I think those two genres came together from her. Yeah. Ashley, do you have any like books that have felt like they hit home in the spooky genre? Um. I gotta say not really because I feel like I've not had time to read in like years. So I have no idea. MK is like, I got you. Do you guys remember this book as a kid? It's it's a collection of short stories, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, the one where like her head falls off if you undo the ribbon. No, yeah. uh, that's a that's a different one. But that, that's yeah, no, but I remember that one too. That was that was epic. Like, yeah, that's one that's like that? in a dark, dark house. In yes. a dark, dark house. Yes. Yeah. I have. I don't know it's if just... I've read that one. MK is like, I got you on this bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this because it's a spirit guidebook for all the ghosts and spirits from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Uh, but I could go on with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about the spooky stuff that like gets us as humans. I like the chill factor. Yeah. What's what's weird is like I, I loved music more as a young growing up. I really wasn't like a horror fan. I've, I saw horror movies, but I wasn't like drawn to them like I am now. My my husband kind of got me more into them, and now I'm like more into them than he. Is. <laughs> what are what are your favorites? Because I love them. Oh my gosh. Um, well, of course I love the Mike Flanagan stories, but I mean, I love the Conjuring movies. Those are good. They are so good and scary and like just meet that scare factor. Um, I mean, it depends on the day. If you want more of like a horror comedy, like obviously Ghostbusters. Um, there's, I mean, Beetlejuice, yeah. Tim, all Tim Burton movies. Um, I, did you guys watch Hocus Pocus too? No, no. I actually never. I'm sorry. I I feel like Hocus Pocus. I didn't grow up with. I never watched it. And like, yeah. Um, I watched it uh, the first time. I don't know, like two years ago, and I was just was like not super impressed. But I think it's like one of those like nostalgic things that you have to like grow up with, you know? Because I was like, so I've not seen the second one. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I they didn't filmed the first movie in my hometown, so I'm a oh, little biased. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't watch. I'm interested to see what you say, MK, because I didn't watch the second one because the reviews were so bad and said that it was so campy that I was like, I'm out. I didn't read anything. I just went in because uh, I knew that it wasn't going to be what the first one was. Yeah. I just set that expectation way down here. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but 
it, it was better than I thought because I thought it was going to be worse. So that's kind of how I went into it. I, it was all right. But the first movie, when I watched it with my kids, because I was like, oh, I watched this as a kid. And they were like, what's a virgin? And I was like, <laughs> oh. Watch <laughs> <laughs> oh else. I remember that just from like growing up in the church. And so you would sing like Silent Night, which has the word virgin in it. And I remember asking my mom what that was. And she just answered like off the fly. She's like, it's just a woman that's not married. And I was like, okay. It's a good answer. Yeah. That is a great, I'm writing that down. It's a good, it's just a woman that's not okay. married. And they can find out later in life that you don't have to be married, but go mom. Yeah. That didn't apply to Hocus Pocus though. Cause it was a boy. <laughs> a oh, boy right. that's not married. Oh, he's a, a boy that's not married. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ashley, do you like horror movies? Yes, I do. I do love them. I love like slasher kind of kind of vibes. Um, oh yeah. For for us in in our family, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like weirdly uh, we were a huge fan of, but also like completely terrified of. Um, <laughs> but you know what's funny? <laughs> uh, but my my twin sister, when we would go in to get cast uh, for a job, she would. She was in reserve, so they like put her in random places. Um, and she was so terrified of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They had they had cast her um, that day as the person who's like running away from from the from the guy. Um, oh my god! <laughs> and from Leatherface, and she literally was sat in the casting room crying. And it was so it was so funny because she didn't tell me this at first. She ended up going somewhere else. Um, and then the casting director would like come around at nine, like just see how everyone was doing. He's like, by the way, I don't know if your sister told you, but she really doesn't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, no, she does not. <laughs> and he was like, it was, we had a really weird situation today where she just um, had a breakdown in the casting room. Well, yeah, like, but because like the leather faces that are cast for are like six foot six, like giant dudes. And if you can imagine like just being chased and then, like, one of the scare that she was supposed to go into was her jumping through a window. Like, if you can imagine oh, wow. her running away from Leatherface, like, all night. She just was not ready to do that. You know what? I don't think I'd want that either. But what is yeah. your favorite movie of the franchise? I think the original, you know. I feel like yeah. because I, I grew up with it, it was, like, I, it seemed more scary. And I feel like horror movies from, um, yeah, I think, like, the, the 60s and 70s. I think are scarier because people I think had to put a lot more effort into. Um, yeah, you just find CGI to be really frustrating to watch because you're because you just know it's not real. Um, but yeah, when yeah. they're like actually, and that's why I don't know if you've seen Prey uh, on Disney Plus, but I found that to be a really amazing movie because they did use the guy in the suit over like CGI, and I was just really happy to see that they were like bringing that back or something. <laughs> is that the Predator movie? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that. I That was pretty good. Yeah, I loved it. It was cool. There was yeah. a lot of really great jump scares and lots of gore, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah. And I love when it's a, 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 you know, I'm a sucker for a female lead. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, and I was yeah. so impressed. Yeah. It was a really good movie. Um, my favorite text, uh, Texas Chainsaw is two um, okay. because of the female lead. Be yeah. And it, it, it was like, you know, the first one is an art film, right? It's mm -hmm. like an artsy, like the ending with him with the chainsaw and the sunset. Like it's very beautifully shot. Yeah. The second one's kind of like a regular movie. Yeah. Um, 
but I love that she's a DJ and she, you know, like she's trying to solve the whole situation. It's and Dennis Hopper is the cop in it. It's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like that. That one has a soft space in my heart. <laughs> I wish I could get into the slasher ones. And it's just not my thing. Like I've seen them all, but I like the ghost movies. Like The Conjuring is really good. MK, you mentioned yeah. that one. My all-time favorite movie is The Others, which is Nicole Kidman, and it's what a others? ghost. Oh movie. no, that's a different movie. <laughs> it's so good. You, it, I again, I can't give away endings, but if you guys want a yeah. really solid ghost movie, The Others, you gotta watch it. If you're into ghost movies, The Woman in Black, Daniel Radcliffe yeah. is one of my favorites. Slasher movies, I'm just like. Mm. Mm. I mean, Freddy, Freddy Krueger. I got him right here. <laughs> Oh, what's up, Fred? <laughs> I love it. Right here, too. He's oh my so gosh. cute, though. I know. He was, I was terrified of him as a kid. Yeah. My brother had the mat, the, oh. the glove. And when I was in bed one night, he went like this, like right by my light. My light's like on the <laughs> wall. And I like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Nightmares but, forever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but th- these are there's a good series. My favorite of the Nightmare on Elm Street series is definitely four. Dream Master because Dream Warriors is good too, but Dream Master is a- another female uh, lead, and yeah. she kind of I don't want to give too much away, but she basically starts collecting the strengths of the, uh, her friends that are killed by Freddy, and she is able to fight him. So. Nice. <laughs> now I, I have like, all these new recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with like the slasher stuff, I find that I always just like the first one and then I get confused about the rest of the ones. Like <laughs> yeah. it's all like a mashup. <laughs> for yeah. Me, like you will not, no offense, like catch me watching the new like Michael Myers <laughs> type of thing. Like this, there's too many. Just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen them all. I've seen them all, but and, yeah. and they've and number four is probably the best of that okay. one, um, just because I I don't know. You'll have to check it out. Another female lead, um, yeah. Daniel Harris uh, is a child. I think that was her first movie, um, but the Rob Zombie ones were pretty good too. Uh, the second one kind of went a little weird. You're like, well, I don't really want to sympathize with Michael Myers too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> But those ones I really didn't get too much into because Michael's not that really interesting. They tried to make him interesting. Like, he just can't die, yada, yada, yada. But he's yeah. not really that. There, there's nothing really too much about him. I'm thankful for all the memes, though, and the jokes for that he has brought to us in culture on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Thankful for that. Yeah. Well, ladies, as we wrap up, there's one more thing that I really wanted us to share, and that is what your favorite Halloween costume was growing up. So I'm going to give you a minute to think because I just surprised you out of nowhere with that question. And I will give mine. My mother dressed me up as a bug for Halloween when I was a kid, and she doesn't know why she did that. But I was a bug for Halloween. I was a winged bug. But who dresses their kid up as a bug when they're like a girl? Like not a butterfly? No, I was a bug. <laughs> she still to this day is like, I don't know why. So, okay, I'm going to move on to Ashley. Ashley, what would yours be? Um, I don't know. Well, I think my mom uh, let me dress up as a zombie cheerleader once. 
um, which I think started my zombie trend, you know. <laughs> For sure. Um, but it was great because like, you know how when you're a kid, you think about how amazing you look, you're like, wow, I look so cool. And then you like, will look back at pictures and you're just like, why did anyone let me go out? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that leads to my answer. <laughs> All right. Yes. I, it was just oh like, my God. The, I had like a completely gray face with like just black lipstick on. And that was like me as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, in first grade, I was Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, but it was raining, so I had like a windbreaker jacket over it, and the ears were flopped down, so I looked like <laughs> some kind of dog cat. Amazing! <laughs> you tried. Um, I guess epically, I would say that my brother and I were stormtroopers one year, complete with the helmets, and that was super cute. Yeah. So. Well, Ashley, we so very much appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking to us a little bit about you and your modeling career. If people want to connect with you, obviously I will include your links down below, but, but what's the best way to get into contact with you if they want to? I would say yes. Um, definitely Instagram. Orlando Cyborg Ashley uh, is my name for Instagram and TikTok. Um, Twitter is the same, but Orlando Cyborg AS. So yeah. I think social media is the best place to go about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, MK and I will be back next week to bring you guys more great content. Otherwise, we hope you guys have a very happy Halloween. Awesome. Thank you for Pleasant having me. Pleasant nightmares. Happy Halloween.